0: Today we're reading 2 Kings chapter 15 and 2 Chronicles 26, the parallel passage. In 2 Kings chapter 15, the first four verses, and 2 Chronicles chapter 26, the first four verses, we read about Azariah, who's also known as Uzziah, king of Judah, and we have some good news and some bad news about him. 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 1. In the twenty-and-seventh year of Jeroboam king of Israel, began Azariah son of Amaziah king of Judah to reign. Sixteen years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two-and-fifty years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jachaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burned incense still on the high places. Now over to Second Chronicles 26, verse 1. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem his mother's name also was Jochaliah of Jerusalem and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did actually Uzziah here is a contracted form of Azariah it's the name of the king of Judah called Azariah in 2nd Kings chapter 15 and Uzziah in 2nd Chronicles well here's the good news he reigned in Judah from 16 years of age until he was 68 that's 52 years. Now, here's an overview of Azariah's reign. He succeeded his father Amaziah. We see that in 2nd Kings chapter 14 and 2nd Chronicles chapter 25. He himself worshiped the one true God. He allowed the people of Judah though to worship at the pagan high places in Judah, inasmuch as he didn't tear them down. He reigned with his father Amaziah for some time before his father passed away. His son Jotham reigned with him after contracting leprosy and being hospital-bound. And then he had some battle successes, which are described in Second Chronicles chapter 26. So, if you're looking at the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, there's a summary of King number 10 of Judah, Uzziah, from 790 to 739 B.C., and there's some bad, and there's some good about Uzziah. Azariah just gets seven verses of coverage in 2 Kings, but significantly more detail is added about his life in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, which is where we'll begin reading now in 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines, and break down the wall of Gath, and the wall of Jabna, and the wall of Ashdod, and built cities round about Ashdod, and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines, and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerbael, and the Mehanims. And the Ammonites gave guests to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, and at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall, and fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert, and digged many wells. For he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains, husbandmen also, and vine dressers in the mountains, and in Carmo. For he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had an host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, According to the number of their account, by the hand of Jael, the scribe and Maaseah the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were two thousand and six hundred. And under their hand was an army, three hundred thousand and seven thousand and five hundred, that made war with the mighty power, to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields, and spears, and helmets, and habergeons, and bows, and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines, invented by cunning men, to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks, to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Azariah, also known as Uzziah, He took over from his disgraced father, Amaziah, at the ripe old age of sixteen years old. He began as a good king, a one true God worshiper. He equipped a large army of over three hundred thousand and used engines on the wall of the city. Those would be catapults that fired arrows and rocks at the approaching enemy. You'll recall that Israel had attacked Jerusalem during Uzziah's father's reign, and had broken down a large section of the Jerusalem wall. We see that account in 2 Kings chapter 14 and 2 Chronicles chapter 25. Azariah rebuilt those walls. He fought and defended Judah against its enemy neighbors with great success, so much so that Azariah was famous as a warrior king in his day. During his reign, he dominated the Philistines, building Jewish cities among those Philistines and keeping them in check. Even the Ammonites respected uh, Uzziah, the first mention of them since King Jehoshaphat of Judah took them on and miraculously defeated them during his reign between 873 and 848 B.C. That was back in Second Chronicles chapter 20. A century or so later, they're obviously still at peace with Judah. Uzziah's reign was successful at keeping Judah's enemies at bay during his tenure. Incidentally, the Zechariah mentioned in verse five is not the Zechariah who is responsible for one of the books of the Old Testament. Little is known about this man with the same name, who preceded the one after whom the book was named by almost three hundred years. Then Uzziah just gets too much religion. Second Kings chapter fifteen verses five through seven, and Second Chronicles chapter twenty-six verses sixteen to twenty-three are the passages that we'll look at now. 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 5. And the Lord smote the king, so that he was a leper until the day of his death. And he dwelt in a several house. And Jotham the king's son was over the house, judging the people of the land. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Azariah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Now, an expanded account is found over in Second Chronicles chapter 26, beginning with verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth, and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord, "'from beside the incense altar. "'And Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him, "'and, behold, he was leprous in his forehead. "'And they thrust him out from thence, Yea, himself hastened also to go out, "'because the Lord had smitten him. "'And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, "'and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, "'for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. "'And Jotham his son was over the king's house.' Judging the people of the land. Now, the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial which belonged to the kings, for they said, He's a leper, and Jotham his son reigned in his stead. Well, it's hard to know the players without a program in this passage. Uzziah is a contracted form of the name of the king of Judah here. Azariah is his other name. He's uh, called Azariah in 2 Kings chapter 15. However, we find an episode where the king of Judah, Azariah, also known as Uzziah, is confronted by the priest who's also named Azariah. Therefore, let's refer to the king here from now on as Uzziah. And let's refer to the priest as Azariah, as does the Second Chronicles account itself. Uzziah had been so successful in battle that he just kind of forgets his place, goes into the temple to burn incense, and that's a big problem. Only the priests do that. Azariah, the priest, confronts him about this no-no. However, Azariah, the priest, was smart enough to take some reinforcements with him for this confrontation, Eighty associate priests. Uzziah becomes angry with Azariah right there in the temple. He's irate in that he would even be questioned. After all, I mean, he's the king. While Uzziah is angry, God strikes him with leprosy right there on his forehead. Leprosy which he had for the rest of his life. Uzziah spends the rest of his days in the hospital while his son Jotham reigns in his place. While Uzziah did reign for 52 years, much of that time was as a leper. It is during the reign of Uzziah that Isaiah begins to prophesy. Now we have some archaeological information regarding Uzziah's burial. It's included in the Jewish Study Bible, and here it is. An inscribed Aramaic marble plaque from the Second Temple Period, now in the Israel Museum, reads the following. Here were brought the bones of Uzziah, king of Judah. Don't open. The wording here suggests that although buried in the city of David, he was buried separately from the other kings, perhaps because of the leprosy, whose bones were not reburied during the second temple period. There's no knowledge about where the plaque was originally found. Now we go over to 2 Chronicles chapter 15, beginning with verse 8. Here we're going to be reading about a contemporary with um, Uzziah over in Israel, Zechariah, who was king of Israel, for only six months. Verse 8, In the thirty and eighth year of Azariah, king of Judah, did Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reign over Israel and Samaria six months. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. As his fathers had done, he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Shalom the son of Jabesh conspired against him, and smote him before the people, and slew him, and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. This was the word of the Lord which he spake unto Jehu, saying, Thy sons shall sit on the throne of Israel unto the fourth generation, and so it came to pass. That's right, Zechariah ruled Israel for just six months. He was evil, too, as were all the kings of the northern kingdom. Zechariah was assassinated after just six months by a guy named Shalom. Remember in 2 Kings 10, verse 30, when God told King Jehu that his children to the fourth generation would Reign in Israel, well, this is the end of that fourth generation. Time to hand the throne over to yet another family, a new dynasty. Now take note, Israel's kingship has had a bunch of family regime changes by hook, crook, and treachery up to this point, and it continues so. Judah, on the other hand, is still governed by descendants of David. So it's out with Zechariah and in with Shalom. Now, if you're looking at the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, there's a, another yellow box there with a summary of king number 14 over Israel. Only in 753 B.C. for six months, his name is Zachariah, Zechariah, and he was evil. This marks, by the way, the end of the fourth dynasty in Israel, the northern kingdom, which started with Jehu back in 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 28 to 36. Now, uh, then we have Shalom. King for a month over Israel. Second Kings chapter 15, just three verses, 13, 14, and 15. Verse 13, Shalom the son of Jabesh began to reign in the nine and thirtieth year of Uzziah king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem the son of Gadai went up from Terazah and came to Samaria and smote Shalom, the son of Jabesh, and Samaria and slew him and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Shalom and his conspiracy which he made, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now, how much can you say about a guy who just reigns one month? Of course, he was evil, killed Zechariah. Then a month later, Menahem killed him. One king, incidentally, does not a dynasty make, and especially with only a one-month rule before his assassination. So we have another yellow box here, a summary of King Shalom, who reigned for one month in 752 B.C. And uh, really, nothing specified. He only reigned one month. So as whether he was good or bad, of course he was bad, but he only reigned one month. So no acts by Shalom. And then the ruthless Menahem over Israel. All evil all the time in Second Kings chapter 15, verses 16 to 22. Verse 16, Then Menahem smote Tifsa and all that were therein, and the coast thereof from Terzah, because they opened not to him, therefore he smote it. And all the women therein that were with child he ripped up. In the nine and thirtieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, began Menahem, the son of Gadai, to reign over Israel. And he reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Pul, the king of Assyria, came against the land. And Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm the kingdom in his hand. And Menahem exacted the money of Israel, even of all the mighty men of wealth, of each man fifty shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed not there in the land. And the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menahem slept with his fathers, And Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his stead. Now, how do you become a king of Israel these days? I mean, during this period of time. Well, it's murder, murder, murder. This one's particularly gruesome, though. When Tifsa, which is a lost city now, we don't know where it was, when they declined to throw open their gates to let him come in and take over, he demonstrated his ruthlessness, cut open all the pregnant women after he conquered them. That's not all he did. He had only interest in remaining king of Israel at any cost. He assessed a tax on the Israelites to pay off the king of Assyria in order to be allowed to stay on the throne, which he did for ten years. The king of Assyria's name, named Pul in verse 19. That was the nickname of Tiglath-Pileser. He's seen down in verse 29. Incidentally, the kingship of Israel at this point is now in the hands of the sixth family. We'll call this the fifth dynasty since, unlike his predecessor, Shalom, Menahem did have a son, Pekahiah, who took over the throne after his death. So, another yellow box here, a summary of king number 16 over Israel, Menahem from 752 to 742 B.C. And by the way, he was very, very wicked, evil, all evil, all the time. That brings us to Pekahiah of Israel. Two years, then he's assassinated in 2 Kings chapter 15, verses 23 to 26. Verse 23: In the 50th year of Azariah king of Judah, Pekahiah the son of Menahem began to reign over Israel and Samaria and reigned two years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. But Pekah the son of Remaliah, a captain of his, conspired against him and smote him in Samaria in the palace of the king's house with Argob and Ariah, and with him fifty men of the Gileadites, and killed him and reigned in his room. And the rest of the acts of Pekahiah... And all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel, son of Menahem, evil just like his daddy, and Jeroboam from the beginning, killed by his own bodyguard, Pekah. It's hard to get good, dependable help when you're evil through and through. Now, if you're counting, this is the end of the reign of the sixth family of kings in Israel and the fifth dynasty of two or more kings from one family line. We have a summary then of king number 17 from 742 to 741 BC Pekahiah he was over Israel and he was just all evil That brings us to Pekah of Israel He had no regard for God and he hated the Assyrians and we find his account in 2nd Kings chapter 15 verses 27 to 31 Verse 27 in the two-and-fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Remaliah, began to reign over Israel and Samaria and reigned twenty years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the sons of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, and took Ajon and Abel, Beth, Ma'achah, and Genoa and Kedesh, and Hazar and Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and carried them captive to Assyria. And Hoshea the son of Elah, made a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Remaliah, and smote him and slew him, and reigned in his stead in the twentieth year of Jotham the son of Uzziah. And the rest of the acts of Pekah, and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel." Now the kingship of Israel, the northern kingdom, is in the hands of the seventh family since Jeroboam split off after the reign of Solomon. Pekah probably assassinated Pekahiah because he and a following of the northern kingdom, they all objected to Pekahiah's ties with Assyria, especially since he was taxing the people to maintain that tie and stay on the throne. So the king of Assyria, Tiglath-Pileser, came after him and began to chisel into Pekah's kingdom until Hosea killed him, but not until after a 20-year reign. Tiglath-Pileser, well, he carried some of the northern kingdom people into captivity, including the land of Naphtali during his reign. This marks the beginning of the Assyrian deportation. Now, you might be asking, what uh, Assyrian deportation are you talking about? Well, here's some extra biblical perspective regarding this deportation that uh, comes from an entry in the Jewish study Bible. I'm quoting now, In his campaigns of 733 to 732 B.C., Tiglath-Pileser conquered the same block of territories taken by the Aramaeans from Israel in the days of Baasha. Refer to 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 20 for that. Uh, along with the Transjordan Gilead, his annals mention that he took 13,520 people to Assyria. This marks the beginning of the diaspora of the ten tribes of the northern kingdom. Incidentally, um, that's the end of the quote. But incidentally, we see in Second Kings chapter 15, verse 37, that Pekah apparently, at some point, allied with reason. He was the king of Syria, not Assyria, to attack Judah. Pekah is opportunistic and ruthless, no dynasty for him. Hoshea, the last king that the northern kingdom would have, well, he assassinates Pekah and establishes himself as the eighth and final different family to rule over the northern kingdom of Israel. It is during the reign of Hoshea that the northern kingdom of Israel falls once and for all to the Assyrians in 721 B.C. And this account, by the way, is found in 2 Kings chapter 17. Now, the length of reign of Pekah is a little confusing. Perhaps his reign began in Gilead in 752 B.C. at the same approximate time as did the reign of Menahem in Samaria. Pekah is the last king before Hoshea, during whose reign Israel fell. Therefore, his reign appears to overlap that of Menahem and Pekahiah, but for the first ten years or so was not over all of the northern kingdom, just the region around Gilead. Then we have a summary of king number 18. His name was Pekah from 752 to 731 BC he was king number 18 over Israel of course he was all wicked all the time. Then we move back over to another king of Judah, Jotham. A good king by the way. His accounts in 2nd Kings chapter 15 verses 32 through 38. Verse 32 In the second year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, began Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, to reign. Five and twenty years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit, the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burned incense still in the high places. He built the higher gate of the house of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days the Lord began to send against Judah Rezan the king of Syria and Pekah the son of Remaliah. And Jotham slept with his fathers, was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father, and Ahaz his son reigned in his stead. Well, finally, after all that gruesome king activity in Second Kings chapter fifteen, we're back to Judah, and uh, Jotham, by the way, the king that uh, followed Uzziah here. Well, he served the one true God, but he also allowed the places of idol worship to remain. By the way, his dad was Azariah, also known as Uzziah. He worked on the temple a little, died after a sixteen-year reign. But during his reign, Judah was attacked by Rezan, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the king of Israel. After his death, his son Ahaz took over as king of Judah. Incidentally, if you're keeping track, Judah is still working from the dynasty of kings led by King David of United Israel. While Israel, the northern kingdom, went through eight different family lines on their throne before their demise, Judah remained with one, just one, count them, just one single Davidic dynasty until their fall in 586 B.C. The single dynasty of kings of Judah was in keeping with the provisions of the Davidic covenant. You may want to look under the topic section of BibleTalk.org and read about that Davidic Covenant. Or you can just click on the link here if you look into the written notes. So we have our last summary of the day. We've had a bunch today. A summary of King Number 11 over Judah from 750 to 731 B.C. His name was Jotham. He had the good, which is listed there, and the bad, the fact that he didn't remove the high places. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today.